Blog Talk Radio. Bringing you excellent entertainment from the king of DC media. Here's the Inside Acting Radio Show. What's going on, everybody? Tonight, my guest is Puya Mosini, a New York City-based actress and model who has completed four films in 2016 and has two films in post. You can find out more about her at puyaland.com that's p-o-o-y-a-l-a-n-d.com and i'll read a little bit from her bio she writes i am an iranian american actress born and raised in tehran iran i moved to new york in my teens where i discovered my love of acting and storytelling i'm a graduate from the esteemed maggie flanagan studio i continue building my resume of a variety of characters from weak to strong while exploring their humanity and fragility. I am fluent in Persian, Farsi, and a transgender advocate, as well as a voice for immigrant issues and women's issues. I am also involved in writing and co-writing original LGBT stories to shed light on an otherwise underrepresented Community, yes, indeed. So I see she is on the line, so let me go ahead and bring her on the air. Welcome, Pooja. Hi, William. Hi. Thank you for having me again. Absolutely. It's always a pleasure to have you on. My pleasure. Okay. So you did a film called Heather in which you played the lead. So talk about what that film is all about. Uh, Yes, I did play Heather, and if anybody wants to find out anything about it that's out there at the moment, the hashtag is Heather the Movie by Choice Films and Theatricals. Um, It's it's a thriller. It um, I don't want to say it's necessarily a tragedy, but it's definitely a very intense story. It was uh, an intense undertaking uh, for me uh, because this was the first time I was the title lead of a feature film. And um, um, it's basically, um, as the synopsis goes, it's um, when a sexually manipulative man goes out on a date um, uh, with a beautiful woman uh, who seems to be interested in going out with him, he kind of finds himself uh, being kind of the victim, whereas he usually plays um, more the aggressive person. But in this case, the tables are turned on him, and he kind of doesn't know what to do. And I really can't tell you anymore because that would be giving the story away. Um, The inspiration for this story... um, uh, it was written and directed by Tony Rapinski, and the inspiration for this story comes from many different sources, a little bit of Romeo and Juliet, um, uh, a little bit uh, from, I'm trying to think, I can't remember what the other film was, um, but it's it's kind of a love story. It's um, It's about regret, um, acceptance, compassion. Um, it's about how dark 
anger and revenge can really be and can happen if we allow those negative forces in our lives to take over and how much more regret and resentment they can build um, upon themselves as opposed to letting go of our dark pasts and embracing the light. Uh, when I was cast in this, which was literally the first week that I was back from Baltimore, um, having been at Baltimore Center Stage for about two months, um, I felt very fortunate that I came back and that week I was cast and I felt that there were a whole lot of people from my actor friends to casting directors um, to anybody that knew me or had heard of me. Everybody was rooting for me to get that role and it was such an honor. It was so humbling to feel that everybody... um, wanted me to play Heather. And when I got there and we started shooting, there were long days, there were intense days, the script was changing on a daily basis. Um, But the caliber of the people who were in the crew, the producers, Tony Glazer and um, Summer Crockett Moore from Choice Films and Theatricals, uh, Tony Rapinski himself, uh, Tracy Edwards, who was also one of the executive producers, um, the directors of photography, the, um, the the line manager, everybody. It was just such a wonderful team. And in all honesty, I don't think any of this would have been possible any other way because we were trying to shoot 110 pages of script that had stunts, uh, a very emotionally intense scenes, uh, a few different locations, uh, very complicated camera angles, and we managed to shoot all of it within 14 days. Wow! Um, it was it was intense, but it was incredible, and I am so grateful for all the people that made it possible for me to get the role and people who supported me along the way to be able to give my best as an actor um, and allowed me to flourish as an artist um, while also uh, staying within the timeline uh, of the movie and keeping within the budget. So it was, it was quite an experience. It was like one I've never had before. That is amazing. That is amazing. So, um, when, when can we uh, see the film? Um, well, as of now, um, there is no particular timeline because Choice Films and Theatricals, they're very busy. They just had um, a film that they had done last year. It's going to be premiering at Soho International Film Festival on June 8th. Um, then they have another film coming in Block Island. Our movie, Heather, should be um, coming, I'm imagining, uh, probably later this year because they had already started editing when we were still shooting. I saw some of the edited uh, footage and um, the people I got to work with, the artists, the, the actors, um, the, uh, the director of photography, 
it was uh, again I keep reiterating it was it was a magical experience and I can't wait to share it with everyone so I will be sure to keep everyone posted because believe me I want to know as much as anybody else knows <laughs> you know I'm the title lead so I would really like to know when it's coming out and I'll be sure to uh, keep everyone posted as to exactly when it's coming and where it's going to have its first premiere. Fantastic. So now you have written some scripts. Now I know you have a uh, Kickstarter campaign uh, surrounding one of your projects, so talk about that. Yes, this was a short film uh, that was brought to me by a very close uh, friend of mine, uh, Gregory Schofi. Um, uh, Greg and I had worked together before um, in theater. He had directed me in two productions at at different times within the last two, three years. Um, his girlfriend, Emily DeNova, she had written um, those two pieces that he had directed me in. And he brought me this short film called Transit, uh, which as he calls it, he thinks of it as... Um, uh, a New York love story as a magical love story, a modern love story. Um, this was last year, uh, last summer. He brought it to me and he said, um, I want you to collaborate with me on this. And I read the story and, uh, you know, I'll be very open about um, kind of what the storyline is. It's about two people that meet. One of the characters is a transgender woman. And they meet, um, they uh, have a connection, they spend time together, and then at some point um, the woman um, feels that she wants to uh, let her lover know about her past. And the story um, isn't just the fact that she's coming out to him, but how they interact with each other beforehand, how um, they deal with the information being disclosed, and what happens afterwards. And Greg brought this to me and said that, uh, you know, you kind of inspired this story. I want you to read it. So I read it. Um, and then the three of us, me, Greg, and Emily sat and we added dialogue. We touched on things that um, we wanted it to be current. We wanted it um, not to be predictable, not to be stereotypical. As, as a trans advocate, I was very concerned about making sure that the story was truthful while being entertaining. I didn't want it to necessarily be tragic because a lot of trans stories usually either have tragic endings or the character is a victim or a villain, and I didn't want any of that to happen. So we sat down, we added dialogue, we took dialogue out, and then uh, my friend Emily DeNova, uh, a wonderful actress and singer and writer, she said, I would love to direct this because we had worked together. So since we had all been busy for a few months, about a month ago, we said, let's do the Kickstarter. We just did the Kickstarter um, video about two weeks ago. We are going to have it up in, in a few weeks. Uh, because I um, not only did I co-write it with Greg, but um, he and I are also starring in it, and I also wanted to be a co-producer on it because it's a story that's personally special to me. 
um, and we're going to be having the Kickstarter campaign up very soon. Um, so that's another project that I'm going to be working on later this summer. And while all of this is going on, um, I'm doing New, New York Theater. I'm in um, the One Act Festival at Ensemble Studio, Studio Theater that we're going to be opening on June 10th. I'm in a beautiful, beautiful play called The Good Muslim. Um, I um, I feel very grateful, William. I mean, since the last time you and I spoke, I have been so busy. I was in Baltimore Center Stage uh, working with a lovely bunch of artists from the actors to designers to the director, um, being in Mary Zimmerman's beautiful tale uh, called The White Snake. The talent that I worked with there, um, the caliber was just humbling and astounding. And then to come back and do Heather and then from there go to try uh, to co-produce my own short film to be in a, in a festival. It's just, I, I know every time I talk to you, I keep repeating this, but a sense of awe and humility and gratitude. I I can't emphasize that enough. Absolutely, absolutely. You've been very blessed with with many different roles and opportunities, and I know that you've even done some TV. So what have been some of your favorite TV roles? Well, on TV uh, about a year and a half ago, I was, I played um, an Iranian um, double agent on Madam Secretary, um, and last year I was a recurring guest star as a scientist named Dr. Duria on USA Network's Falling Water, which now people can also find on um, Amazon Prime TV. Um, and they just got picked up for season, <coughs> excuse me, for season two. Um, I don't know when they're going to start shooting. I loved playing a scientist. Here was this woman who was strong and smart and uh, didn't take crap from anybody else. But what I loved about Falling Water was its diversity uh, when it came to gender, when it came to ethnicity, when it came to age. I had never been part of something that was so ethnically diverse. Um, I mean, the three main characters uh, was... uh, a black man, uh, an Asian man, um, a white woman, um, and the supporting cast just as multi um, multicolor um, as the main cast, and just to be in that in this new wave of casting um, on television and film level. Um, that you just get to see this diversity that America really has, it it felt great to be part of something like that. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So you mentioned Madam Secretary. How did that, being on that set, compare to being on, say, like an independent film or something like that? The one huge difference that I've noticed on independent film, whereas television, and and again, I can only speak of the independent films that I've been in, um, but it's the pacing, uh, you know, and uh, like Heather was a low-budget indie film, and let's say the crew was 20-something people. 
but on something like Madam Secretary or even Falling Water, you between background and crew and all the people involved to make the day go by, you have um, in excess of 50, sometimes almost 100 people around. So you have to stay um, on schedule because all of these people are getting paid and there is a set budget. Um, so I would say in one word, the pacing, the, the pacing of the work, how things have to get done and how well-oiled of a machinery it has to be um, on a TV show for it to really move along as smoothly as it needs to for everything yeah. to get shot the way that it needs to get shot and it to do it any other way. But for the indie films, I would also say that they probably can't have the same um, smooth turnover that a TV production has because they also can't afford to have, you know, 50 people in crew. Okay. The way a television show can. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. So what's but the, what's I like the them, key? I like them all. <laughs> I like them all. <laughs> That's fantastic. Now, so you do have uh, a lot of good experience. So, so talk to some of the the younger actors out there. What's the key to being good on camera? Um, I I believe I may have said some of I I will talk about it uh, from two points: one, preparation, and then when you're there, uh, when you're present. Um, when it comes to preparation, um, especially when it comes to television, and I had a moment of absolute horror one time when I was on television and for one moment I forgot my line I forgot my first line and I had the first line and I had this moment that the director was looking at me and I totally had a blank face um, so I would say definitely know your lines front and back um, have as many ideas of how you could possibly play it and be open um, you know have have a very clear idea of who your character is and know that the reason you are hired is because you brought something special to that role that nobody else brings. So go in there with the confidence that both that hired you to be there, hired you because you were the person they needed for that role. So go in with that confidence. But then arm that confidence with the preparation so when you do show up on set and right there, they may change all of your lines. And I've also had that happen to me, that when that happens to you, that you're not going to be worried because you know who your character is, you know what you're doing, and the only thing that changes there is the line. So this is the preparation part of it. But when you are on set and when it comes to the technical aspect of working on camera, um, stillness. Stillness in a way that if somebody had told me a few years ago, I would say it feels so unnatural. But when you are still of uh, the head or the body or even how much you blink in close-up, what feels like natural blinking pace would look like too much. The less you blink, the more the audience can see into your eyes and into your soul and the more they can connect with you. And last, I would say, 
when you're on set, I mean, this is what I do. Other people can do what they think, but this is what I think is uh, important to me. On set with a sense of gratitude. You know, days get long, uh, things get tense, schedules get rushed, uh, people are on edge, tempers may run high. And I have noticed that when you go in with a sense of gratitude and you treat everyone with respect all the way from director and producer and co-stars all the way down to the PAs, everybody wants to do everything to make sure that you do your best job. And I believe it's um, reciprocity, that everybody wants you to do well and you can show generosity and kindness back to everyone around you. Also, because as a business point, you never know who that PA is going to be in five years. You never know who your co-star is going to be in, in 10 years. You don't know where your director is going to go, and you don't know where the show is going to go. So I believe in one basic rule. Treat other people as you want others to treat you. I like to be treated with respect, so I treat everyone with respect, regardless of their rank in the show on that day. Because you know William as well as anybody. The person that may be getting you coffee that day, five years down the line, maybe the person that's going to yay or nay you getting cast in the production that you really want to be a part of. And I'm, I'm very grateful that people that I have worked with have recommended me for other projects and that they speak highly of me. And when they want to work with me again, it's something that they embrace and it's something that they're happy about. And that is something that I would like to carry with and that is something that I would like to share with other people um, who want to know what is the secret. I think the secret is being true to yourself and being uh, a respectful person. That, that's how I've gotten where I am. Admittedly, you know, it's like there are people that are much further than I am in their careers. But where I am in my career and where I've gotten, I believe it's because I do my work and I treat people same way I would like to be treated, and I'm grateful for everything I get. Yeah, the golden rule still rules, and and I guess uh, the great Michael Caine, he was right. He said, don't blink. I mean, you stand there and you don't blink. Okay, <laughs> Very so. much so, exactly. <laughs> so let's switch gears and talk a little bit about modeling i know you've done some modeling in new york city so then how how can young performers break into the new york city modeling scene you know when it comes to modeling it's been so long um the the modeling that i do now comes really more through my uh trans advocacy work but um there are go there are auditions uh, on places like the backstage, on places like Actors Access. Um, and the couple of things that I would like to share with young performers and models is know your own worth because there are people out there that want to take advantage of young performers. Um, I have been in that place at some point when I first came to New York. I've seen other people. And I would say know your own worth. If it doesn't feel right, it probably isn't. If somebody's trying to offer you something that's too good to be true, friends, do some research. 
trust your gut. Um, don't, you know, don't be another statistic. Um, and above all, you know, again, I would say treat other people with respect, but also, also have respect for yourself. And part of that is if you really want something, work hard for it. Uh, you go to auditions, you go to go see, sometimes you go to six, seven, eight, go see in a day or, you know, 10, 20 in a week. Um, always put your best uh, foot forward and just know that if it doesn't happen this week, if it doesn't happen next week, it's going to happen because if you have the right look, if you have the right attitude, the right person will see it. That's right. That's right. All right, I'm going to put you on the spot here. So think about oh my that. Gosh. So in, in your experience, would you say you're a better auditioner or a better performer? Uh, I think I'm definitely a better performer, but I also believe that as I have auditioned more uh, through the years, I've become a better auditioner because I know a few things that a few years ago I didn't know. Mm. One, I know everyone in the room is hoping that you're the right one because that means their job is done. So going in the room, I know that everyone there is just as much on my side as the person before me or after me. Every time I go into a room and I get an opportunity to audition, that is my five minutes, two minutes, ten minutes opportunity to act. And as a performer, we don't always get a chance to perform. So when I get an audition with great material, then that is my five minutes to act, and I and I want to own it, and I want to walk in there showing them what I would do if I had the role. So even though I would say that I'm a better performer than an auditioner, um, but I have come to see that one kind of doesn't happen without the other necessarily. Um, and I think that if you look at it for what it is, it's not as scary because people aren't there waiting for you to. And when you know that. Of the worst part of auditioning, which is the nerve, goes away. So that's my two Fantastic. Cents on Fantastic. Okay, so I'm going to make you think a little bit harder. So, you know, thinking about all your attributes and your strengths and weaknesses and putting your best foot forward, and from a marketing perspective, think about this. So if you could write a 15-second commercial about yourself if you could write a 15-second commercial about yourself, what would you say? Uh, I'm smart. Your head off, but I will still say please in two languages. <laughs> there you That's go. fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that's I like that. I like that. That is that is awesome. <laughs> okay, okay, Pooja, that's well, awesome. Well, I hope I, I, I hope it got your vote. Okay, I dig it. I dig it. So we're getting near the end here. So talk about uh, another little hypothetical fun thing. Uh, what superhero could you see yourself playing? Oh my. Dear Lord, superhero existing or or uh, just you know creating on the spot. 
Either one. Well, I mean, I would love to play Wonder Woman. (laughs) I mean, who who doesn't? But I think if I could create one, I would like to create a superhero um, that their superpower would be to manipulate people's thoughts. That would be my superpower. Hmm. Awesome. That's great. Okay, Puya, well, it's been a pleasure to have you on Break Legs and all your projects. Thank you. Thank you so much again for having me on again. It was a pleasure. Awesome. Okay, have a great night. You have a great night. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. All right, folks out there in Radio Land, remember to do something for your career every day and break a leg. Good night. Looking for a show to see this weekend? Look no further than D.C. Metro Theatre Arts. They've got reviews, Q&As with actors, and much, much more. Visit dcmetrotheaterarts.com. That's dcmetrotheaterarts.com. Under the dark you pacify me. Hold my breath Take me down, I won't fight Beat on my heart, you drum inside me Somewhere my death Makes a sound no one can find 